0: Hey everybody, welcome to Regardless, You've Got This. I'm your host, Skylar Sorkin. Say hello to the syllabus for your 20-something soul. The syllabus you never received in college is finally making an appearance. This podcast will inspire you to create your very own 20-something syllabus, ultimately guiding you towards your soul purpose, regardless of self-doubt and what others think. All righty let's just get to work. I'm your host Skylar Sorkin and today we have a special special guest joining us. Please give a warm warm welcome to Chelsea Moon who is in a creative executive with a knack for brand storytelling and strategy. Chelsea works and innovates within the intersections of tech fashion, art, and sustainability. Not only is she an influencer herself, but she is also the SVP of Brand at Route, an all-in-one post-purchase platform, really reimagining the e-commerce experience. Chelsea, welcome.
1: Thank you so much. Really, really excited to be here chatting about all of these amazing topics with you. I think we have you know, such an amazing connection, you and I already. So this will be a wonderful talk.
0: It's so awesome. And Chelsea, you know, we got on a phone call about a couple of months ago, and then I went to one of your events. And just to take the conversation on phone to in-person and really experience you, your leadership at Rao, and really what you guys are creating, it was so awesome for me. And I remember our phone call, you were talking about really just the path and the journey that you've experienced throughout your career, and it really moved me. And I know that you mentioned you started off as an artist and that curiosity has played a really significant role throughout your journey, eventually leading you to, you know, a leader in the tech industry and an influencer. And so today I really want to have a heart to heart about purpose, personal identity, and really career status. And I think it's interesting when people introduce themselves, especially in their 20s and beyond, we really start out a conversation by saying, hey, my name is Skylar. You know, I'm an account executive at Influential. And we leave it at that. And we really Mm go on to our career status as this identity, which, you know, it is a large part of who we are. But we are so much more than that. And success doesn't only have to be defined in a career by our job title. And so, Chelsea, I would love to learn a little bit more about your journey thus far in your career. Where did you start and how did that path lead (laughs) to where you are today?
1: Yes. Also, I just, I love this topic so much about identity. Just really quickly double-clicking into that, because... it it is so true we are told and and taught in our 20s we're grinding and that career that we have is equal to the status that we're giving ourselves right and when we introduce ourselves to someone with our title it is also telling them this is my status so it's actually more of an ego thing that we can break down a little later in the discussion but not ego necessarily in a bad way, because we take a lot of pride into that. So we're sharing something that we're very excited about. But I think it is also extremely important to take a 10,000 foot view on is this actually my identity. And when you tell yourself that this is my identity for so long, I think we get to a place where, you know, I've recently been, which is wow, what is my identity? How do I want to actually identify myself and communicate that to other people? So love, love, love this topic, but kind of taking it a step back where I started, it really wasn't the artistic space. I have always been an artistic personality, very curious from childhood and just being involved in dance loving science loving to paint loving to use my hands to create even if that was cooking right there's this sort of really special thing that happens when you are able to create in an artistic way like that so i've always gravitated towards wanting to do that in a professional capacity in a way where i can enjoy being an artist and also be able to support myself right and make money And so I went to school for fine arts, but I also loved writing. I loved business. I was definitely like that girl in school who wanted to major in 20 different things later on, like the student loans catching up to that. But (laughs) (laughs) I just, I loved, loved, loved art. And I went to school my freshman year for fine arts, dropped out after freshman year and decided to travel. I had watched Eat, Pray, Love way too many times. and was like, this is me. (laughs) And I just wanted to experience the world. And, you know, that comes back from that curiosity. I think that there was just so much that I was drawn to artistically that I wanted to see it firsthand, so had my little stint in traveling. Decided to go back to school, found myself in Portland, Oregon, where I was going to Portland State and went back right into art. And I think at that time, I know that Portland has changed a little bit over a couple of years, but at that time, like art was just flourishing in the most beautiful way. That handcraft movement, right, was sort of happening or at its peak. And got to really meet a lot of incredible photographers and painters and just surround myself with these people, which I think kind of helped catapulted my own artistic career, even though I was still in school, it was all unraveling very quickly where suddenly I was working on like paintings and collections for West Elm and then working with anthropology and they were wanting to do this concept store, they decided to choose Portland, Oregon as their first, that they were going to create more of this experiential. I truly think like they were very much at the forefront of this in the retail space because this was almost 10 years ago. Wow. Which is crazy. And they wanted this whole thing like, Who is she that comes into the store? What is she curious about? Does she want a glass of champagne? And so you're like in this perspective of, you know, how to connect and touch people Mm -hmm. even in retail, not making it transactional, but making it an experience. That is the thing that really stuck with me. And I actually have tried to apply that in every single job that I have. So fast forward, you know, met so many amazing people through that, was in that space, working in fashion, working in art. Mm -hmm. Along the way, I met Evan Walker, Routes CEO and founder, and we really hit it off because we both are creative minds, Mm -hmm. even though he also has a hyper like technological mind. Yeah and i was just fascinated by that he has an incredible story as well where he first built his his first company at the age of 14 and so you know definitely that serial entrepreneur and he had all of these ideas for businesses he needed a creative mind to come in and help with branding help with influencer marketing you know this was about six years ago. So especially in the influencer space and brand deals, very, very exciting, a lot of energy. And I just jumped right in. And he thought of the idea of Route. I had no idea about tech or startup life or any of that, but said, let's go. I will do whatever we have to do. Like. Mm-hmm. jumping in, I at least can bring some sort of creativity to the table, even though it's a technology company, which actually go hand in hand. Absolutely. A tech company needs to have a creative department, they need to invest in creative, this is not just marketing, we're talking creative design and branding and brand identity. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a brand, and not just a company
0: a hundred percent and be attractive, catch eyes, create a story. Right. Storytelling is that right? resonate?
1: Yeah. Total 1000%. Yeah. And especially if you want to, you know, really try and connect with people in a oversaturated space. I mean, very, very important. So I've been there now for five years which is wild. Five years this July, and what an experience that has been. I feel like I've learned so much from some of the smartest people I've ever met in my life.
0: Wow. So you went from an artist to then leading as an executive at one of the fastest growing tech companies in the nation. (laughs) What do you think was it confidence that got you to say yes to this job? I mean, you kind of went in really with this regardless mindset being like, regardless of what happens, what we may face together as a company, I'm going in for it, I'm putting my all in it, and I'm going to learn. I would say curiosity probably played a very, very large role in this.
1: Right, curiosity and also I think in our 20s, we're kind of in this space when you see an opportunity where you're like, what do I have to lose? right i'm i'm coming out of school i've met all of these incredible people i am feeling really hot and awesome right now and like on top of the world like let's go i don't have anything to lose and so you know it was like let's try it and if it doesn't work well it's fine i'll do something else and if it does like i i want to know what that other side is going to be like these are people where You know i was around creative people every day and they really challenge you and that's amazing but these people were totally new to me which was a little bit scary but i also wanted to learn how to like speak their language too you know we're talking businessmen engineers product people investors i went into that not knowing that language at all and also not knowing the fight that i would have to have for creative because you're speaking a new language to them as well you know there's an opportunity to teach these people why creative is important
0: but that is an uphill battle in technology (laughs) i will tell you yeah how cool though and i think again it goes to show how important it is to always be outside of your comfort zone and know that growth comes when you feel scared. Like Mm -hmm. I believe in both, both ways. I think when things come easy, that's also something beautiful to cherish because it means that it's for you. But I think that also in order to achieve that, you have to be putting yourself into situations where you're tested and you're challenged and you're stimulated and you're the way other people think. I mean, Look at you probably five years post you making this decision. Look at how much you've learned and you have accomplished. And now that you have yeah. on your resume and the spiritual assignments that you've, you've learned, whether it was even personal or in the business world. I mean, it's all interchangeable. And I would love to ask you, Chelsea, really, how do you transform the things that you're passionate, like art, like staying curious, like traveling, and things you're exceptionally skilled in, creativity, into a career that really brings you fulfillment.
1: There are so many ways to do this, but I have read a lot of quotes and also recently about being a creative person and being an artist is one thing. You also have to be a businesswoman or a businessman, mm-hmm. right? if you want to make it into a career Mm -hmm. you have to fake it till you make it and research and be open minded and sneakily learn from those that you sit next to on how they are putting structures together and different documents and processes and all of these things that make you incredibly organized but what i have found is you know you can have a conversation with someone i think artists as storytellers, we love that verbal in person. This is what I'm doing, or this is what I want to do, we can paint a picture, you can inspire people. That is amazing. But that's only half of it. The other half, the more difficult thing is now putting that stuff on paper Mm. and saying, Okay, we have these amazing ideas, this is how I'm going to execute. And when you know how to have an idea, but also know how to execute, you can take that and essentially do any career you want. For me, I had to do that in order to be be a tech executive, but I could have also
0: done that if I wanted to open a restaurant or my own gallery or whatever it is, right? That is priceless information. I couldn't agree more. I'd love to take this back to curiosity because this is something we touched a lot upon in our Mm -hmm. initial phone call. And I think curiosity, whether it's having idea and being curious about how you could even turn that into something larger to then execution, curiosity is is essential in every single part of that journey for an executive and even in your personal life and even in love. I mean, curiosity Mm -hmm. is a door to learning, to growth. And also really discovering the right career path and that dream can always evolve. And so that's why it is important to always stay curious. How do you think that curiosity has either inspired or influenced your decisions throughout your career and even now in the present?
1: Well, curiosity and being curious means that you are going to stretch outside of the norm, right? So whether you are a little kid and you are super curious about what it feels like to you know jump off this wall or out of the tree or whatever (laughs) that is those are things that you don't know what is on the other side but you're curious enough to find out and so you're stretching your mind you're opening your mind to know like what there could be and at the core of that i think that just you know, that is curiosity at its core. And so in, in my career, always pushing to understand, like, how can I, how can I open my mind and push a little bit more, think outside the norm or the status quo? How how can I allow my curiosity to take me to those places and to push boundaries that I didn't even know were there? Mm. until I got there. And then I got there and then found out there are other boundaries I need to push. And you keep going and going. And if you are also vocal about it, you are inspiring others to do the same or to come on that journey with you. And I think in that space is when some of the greatest ideas are formed
0: mm. and friendships made. Yeah. I think that is a quality that makes a leader a remarkable leader and probably is a catalyst for creativity Mm -hmm. if i'm wrong
1: yeah i mean as a leader you have to do that because everyone is looking at you to have an answer Mm -hmm. or to have the idea they want to to know like where are we going Right. And they don't want to always hear the same things. I think providing stability is one thing. You have to meet people in the middle and share with them ideas and concepts that they are going to understand and be able to power through. But then you also have to challenge people, which means that we need to do stuff that we don't know how to do. Mm. We need to put on our curiosity hats and go push at the next level, especially in a startup space. We're going to fail. We're doing all of these things for the first time. A lot of us are coming in with expertise. Yes, that's why we're here. We're here because we all believe in each other and we believe in this idea, but we have no idea how to do any of this. We've never done it before. So we have to be curious and we have to push and we have to say, we're gonna go into this idea and if it fails, it's okay. We're going to be curious enough and inspired enough to try the next thing.
0: This is really cool. Thank you for sharing. I mean, I can even see I'm in sales. So a lot of the work is individual work. Yes. I work with it, but it's not as collaborative as perhaps maybe I would, I would like, but I think everything that you're saying is applicable to even individual work. Like if you're, you're, you have a task, like you can have internal communication with yourself saying, okay, what can I learn from this? How can I challenge myself? Where are the gaps? it's applicable to any type of work, whether it's a collaborative team, whether it's a startup, whether mm-hmm. it's Fortune 1000, you know, company that's been around for 50, 60 years. Curiosity is essential for leveling up and mm-hmm. finding the next new brilliant idea or growth, regardless of yeah. it's in a company or personal.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And you actually, you said something that is so important too, is that it's not this is not specific to startup life or if you yeah. have a small or large team if you are exploring this with yourself as mm-hmm. well i have had to do this so many times and i know that that is something really important for people is to stay curious in yourself how can you push your own mind to think outside of the bubble that sometimes we find ourselves in in our 20s yes. especially yeah and continue to stay curious in your own path for, you know, maybe you want a career change, maybe you do want to travel, maybe you are like curious to find love now and you know, whatever that looks like, I think having that for your own self and personal yeah. self and and love and growth is so, so important as well.
0: So beautiful. And knowing, I think there's different boxes Of ideas, concepts, pressure that society, our parents, you know, old beliefs that no longer serve us and all cloud our minds and Mm -hmm. being aware of, like, okay, what is the information that I've been told from a very, very young age? What am I telling myself now? What am I subscribing to still? What do I still want to subscribe to? You know, and paying attention to all of these aspects and kind of reflecting. Making a game plan to be like, this is what I'm gonna choose. This is what I can choose. These are the options. And then, you know, taking your next step from there and knowing that you can always mm-hmm. reverse, you can always change, and you're always evolving. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of my overall like summary of what I got from what you said, which is <laughs> awesome. Repeating I it love now. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chelsea, I'd love to dive a little bit deeper more into personal identity and careers. Particularly in a city like LA with 20-somethings, a little bit probably on the older side, I think a lot of people here can achieve like wealth and status pretty quickly. And it can be extremely overwhelming and a little bit toxic to always endure and be around. What patterns are you observing right now? For people in their late 20s, do you think people rely a little bit too heavily on job titles to fuel status and ego? I mean, you mentioned this at the beginning that I had to touch more upon. It's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, this is funny because the statement about LA is like the understatement of the century (laughs) i think that we have all felt that if you you know are in los angeles and you're you're in a creator space or technology space or fashion space but you know what's so interesting i don't know if this is a result of post-covid right maybe so because we have had a lot of realizations during COVID and post-covid but now Now that we're like three years older, four years older, how long has it been? I have no idea. It's goodness. You know, a lot of my friends and I who right before COVID, we saw this like high energy, all of the influencers, all of us in tech, all of this like movement, it was about money. It was about status and how important that was because status equals access. And there is a lot of access to interesting people and events and. That is interesting. The like flavors and wonderful things to experience in the world. But it's very hard in Los Angeles when everyone has a little bit of status. Right. And so now it's even more competitive. I felt that even more even more before COVID, you know, with how many followers someone has or what area they lived in, Mm -hmm. who their family was, all of that. But now what I am seeing is that we have been able to normalize a little bit more these conversations around what actually makes us happy what that balance looks like, what our identity is, and also how we don't have time for any of that bullshit anymore. I think there was this like whole big girl boss movement boss, babe energy, like more power to you. Like, yes, empower each other as females. Like, let's go, let's, let's connect with each other and like genuinely help each other. But also I love this sitting on a each with an aperol spritz energy not waking up at 6 a.m and working until 11 energy taking time to like smell the roses energy that is i think more of the conversation i'm having now and people are leaning into that Mm. finding that balance and then in turn finding a bit more about themselves
0: and how they want to identify that makes me very happy to hear that is so interesting because I think post, I mean, pre-COVID, I was still in college. So I wasn't in the real world. I wasn't really fully in the creator economy at selling. So I only really have now this perspective of post-COVID in the real adult world. So to hear that from you is extremely intriguing. Mm-hmm. To agree that status does equal access And I'm hoping, like, I still see it on Instagram where there is this kind of, I'm better than because I can do this or I'm invited to these events or I'm a Soho member, but I do see more of this genuine pull and push for just being and Mm -hmm. just being is enough, you know, you don't have to be a boss babe or on all the time. And there is beauty in, like you said, smelling the roses and enjoying life and being human. And it's so interesting because you look at boss babe or boss bitch, like all these women, <laughs> we're kind of as women stabbing ourselves in the foot because it's like, we can be a boss. Like we don't need to have the babe part. We can be Mm -hmm. a pure boss. We can be, you know, we can be in the room as men take up space without adding all these crazy like adjectives to it. So I think it's it's more of us like supporting one another, regardless of whether or not we're waking up at 6am, regardless of whether or not we're perfect all the time. And it's more of this like community aspect of empowering one another, hopefully, and not having to be perfect all the time
1: right and i say this a lot of times with my team or my friends i'm like you know we are here for a long time and a good time so Mm -hmm. we need to make sure that we are nurturing that longevity and you can't do that if you are going at a hundred cylinders like you know just go 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 throughout your 20s Because, you know, what what I'm finding is I'm going to be 30 this October and the last 10 years have absolutely flown by. I am very grateful for them. I have had the most wonderful experiences and met such lovely people. But now I'm in this space where I do want to slow down a little bit more. It's not that I don't want to work hard. I love to work hard and then I love to... You know be able to reflect on that and feel really good about the work that i've done and known that i put this energy into that so that's what i'm getting back i think that's super important but i also have a partner now and we have our dogs and we like to actually enjoy our coffee in the morning instead of jumping right into it and needing to go through 100 emails that is so not healthy and that is how i used to identify myself Truly, I would just feel almost like if I was not working that hard, I was feeling guilty. And that was really hard for me to let go of, like this idea because of the pressures in this right boss babe culture, pressures mm-hmm. of startup life, pressures of knowing that all of these people around me do have way more experience than me. And I want to be able to show up and be in the room, know what I'm talking about, show that I care and that I'm investing and in learning. And to me, in order to do that, that meant that I had to be on
0: 24-7. I feel that so deeply. It's like we do not give ourselves grace to mess up, slow down. And it's so interesting because when I'm not slowing down, I'm making mistakes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can get into a car crash. I was brushing my teeth yesterday and my head bonked on like some jar that like fell crashing down and shattered all over my scalp and into the... Oh no. I <laughs> get that is a result mm-hmm. of, of going too fast. And I think in our 20s, like you said, we're always like, we have to be on. And it's almost this sense of FOMO, but in the workplace and in personal development and growth.
1: Yeah, that is a perfect way to put it. We have so much FOMO, right? With I mean, people are going to Italy in June, you need to be in Italy or else you are not having a good summer, right? Like that sort of feeling (laughs) because of social media, of course. And that's, it's understandable. We live and breathe it. I love social media, so I can say all the negative things, but I am a participant as well. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so that is true in that social capacity in the work capacity and it's
0: exhausting. And I mean as well as you being the head of, excuse me, SVP at Route, you're also an influencer. And I know what (laughs) it's like is, (sighs) how do you balance and navigate through being an executive and also maintaining a presence on social media? I mean, it's draining and exhausting. So like, what does that look for you? How do you juggle that?
1: Yeah. You know, this is really interesting because I, I wouldn't consider myself an influencer, but, (laughs) but what I have found is that people are curious back to that curiosity about others' lives, especially if there is a company that is doing really interesting things. We have had so many campaigns with really, really remarkable creators and influencers. And so naturally, you know people are wondering what's going on over there and then they can see who is you know really pushing to put that on so i think if anything it's people have been super curious about my life and i do kind of show a backstage view on what it's like to be a part of this company and build stuff from the inside and who is in our sphere mm. right and I have a lot of women specifically like reach out and ask about startup life mm. about, you know, maybe they have this idea for a business, how to get started. And I've learned to take like a lot of pride into that. That's super flattering that they are reaching out to begin with. And, you know, it it's just a balance. I find in my career right now, five years in my whole Role that I try to play is being an inspire.
0: Mm-hmm. Whether
1: that is with my friends, with my family, on social, it like with my team. Just how can I champion mm-hmm. you? How can I be a soundboard? Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to compete with anybody. I'm not trying to compete with anyone on my team or with anyone on social, and that that was a long lesson to learn. Like, I don't have to compete with anyone. I am happy The people that sign my paycheck believe in me, so yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I have an incredible partner. I have an incredible family and I am just like happy. So number one, that is super important because then it allows everything else to flow, mm. right? So I'm not trying to compete. I am just here to understand how how I can help, how I can strategize, how someone can come to me with an idea, and then we can sit down and puzzle piece through it all. That's sort of the role I play now, and I am very, very happy in that.
0: That is so rad. I'm going to use that from one of the quotes. I love that. It's, a, how can I be of service? And Chelsea, it's apparent to me that probably one of your values is impact, And it's cool. I mean, especially for me, you know, I have a nine to five, but I'm also a podcaster and my, one of my main values is impact. And am I able to do that in work? Yeah. But is it the impact that I'm needing and craving at this moment? Maybe not, but that's how I, Mm -hmm. how I get that value is through creating, you know, a presence on social media through creating these conversations with women and men that I look up to and their words of wisdom will inspire not only me, but also my following. And so that's so cool. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the women that are probably approaching you re-energize you. And the universe is probably telling you, Chelsea, you're on the right path. Like women are inspired by you following your own purpose.
1: Right. And that is, it's so special. And that, kind of helps form a little bit of community Mm -hmm. i think it is also really hard whenever you are grinding so much then you kind of lose your community and i am not one of those women who went to school and had a huge group of girlfriends and then have stayed in touch with all of these girls and so we were doing the bachelorette parties. I love that, sometimes I envy that because I see that on social yeah. too, right? But that yeah. just like is not me. I get my, my connections and my friendships are kind of through my work and kind of through social and someone reaching out and being like, hey, would you like to go get coffee? And then I'm suddenly in this amazing like, room and having a wonderful conversation with a totally random person, but now that person might be super impactful in my life moving forward. That is how, I mean, we kind of met in, so, in a capacity like
0: that, which is amazing. And again, I think it was both of us being like, let's be curious. Who is this person? What is their story? How can I learn from them? Like that is really what sparks everything magical in life. Yeah. I think. I mean, yeah.
1: <clears throat> I mean, I yeah. think we're also in a place in our 20s too where do we want these connections that we're making to be our our future connections? Are these friends that we're supporting as they kind of go out of their adolescence and then into their own careers or if they are finding a romantic partner, will I be there to support and lift them up? Are they having children? Are they moving? Like these connections that we make right now are like the most important ones and they they don't have to be a hundred of them it could be two (laughs)
0: right no but i'm really learning the beauty of quantity over quality mm -hmm. i think college i was like oh my gosh i need to go on a coffee date with this girl. I need to, to create these connections. I need to have so many friends, so many groups. And it's again, kind of getting at that idea of FOMO and being Mm -hmm. on knowing everyone. But now I'm like, Whoa, how can I maximize the relationship, the depth, the connection of my friendships, of my business relationships, of my romantic relationship to my family and it's kind of just about deepening right now. hmm Yeah. And I think that comes with slowing down, which you can't if you're going, going.
1: Yeah. 1,000%. And also the relationship with yourself, right? Thank you. You have to be able to nurture that mm-hmm. relationship with yourself and be honest with like what you need and also honest with the people around you. This has been a huge thing I have learned and also hearing this from a lot of different podcasts or in books. I have friends and a partner I can be brutally honest with. Yeah. If I am needing to just take some time for myself or needing to just take a bath Go on a walk, or if there is an event happening, knowing that I can reach out to you know, I have a girlfriend specifically who she throws all kinds of events. I want to support her so much. But recently I had to come to her and be like, I love you, I support you, but I cannot like be there physically mm-hmm. because I need to take some time for myself right? No more of this, like, oh, sorry, girl, can't make it. No, No. I don't want that sort of like energy. I want to be able to let them know exactly and then have them receive that. And I think we're kind of in this space now where in general, what I'm finding is people, people want that. Mm -hmm. They want that sort of honesty Mm -hmm. in their connections. And it begins with you being honest with yourself first.
0: Absolutely, being honest with yourself, not feeling guilty and communicating that to someone. Hmm. I think by us communicating our authenticity, it allows our friends to open up and feel like they can reciprocate that with you. And right. that only makes a relationship stronger. I mean, just like in a romantic relationship, you're not getting anywhere if you're not clearly communicating where you're. And I think, especially as women, we should not feel bad about. Having a shit day, like not being okay. You do not have to be okay. Like yesterday mm-hmm. I was not okay. <laughs> like I, I literally sent a voice memo to two of my closest girlfriends. She texted us and she was like, girls, can we can we hang out on Wednesday? And by the way, Chelsea, you would love them. I need to connect you all. Like full <laughs> like twin flame energy. I was sending a voice memo and like mid-voice mem, I started like sobbing. And like it just came out because I knew that, like my girlfriends, like they would just hold me, and like the voice memo sent, and I'm like, Fuck. and they just their responses. One of them started actually crying, and then the other one was like, "I am here. Do not feel bad about not being able to make it. Prioritize yourself for the next two weeks. Like, if I wasn't honest with where I was at, if I didn't set those boundaries, if I didn't communicate with my friends, like." first of all, this just up-leveled our friendship like 10 times. And I know that people are supporting me and that Mm -hmm. this friendship, like this is a, this is a lifelong friend. So yeah. Yeah. Creating that safe space. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think we also mentioned this on our call together, Chels, but just like also meeting new people in LA and you kind of know when someone is either like a social climber or just want to be your friend or create mm-hmm. a connection with you because you can bring something or you can do something for them. Yeah. Are, you, you, I mean, I'm sure you've probably experienced
1: this, but... <laughs> I can sniff it out from a mile yeah. away.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are like, what are the red flags? Oh my gosh. The social climber. <sighs>
1: You know it doesn't have to necessarily be in the the words that they are saying. I can feel it in the body language or if someone is actually looking you in the eyes, if they are asking you questions and genuinely curious, or if suddenly, when you start to talk, they, they look away or are uninterested. and I think people, don't even mean to do this they're just they're just doing it and their mind is somewhere else and they truly are not paying attention to what you have to say super unfortunate but it is it is there and you just have to know also try i do try and give some grace sometimes maybe this person is having a bad day and they're just off that's fine i happen to meet them there or maybe like okay their path That is their thing it's nothing personal towards me they are in a place now where like they are trying to figure it out Mm -hmm. they are trying to maybe social climb i can't know why that is important to them that will be up for them to figure out if you know if that is something that they need to keep pursuing or not Mm -hmm. and so you know you just have to say this isn't for me and then move on there's a million people You know,
0: interesting. And it ultimately, it immediately shuts you down. It's like, why am I talking right now? First of all, no one's listening. I'm just talking to myself. Like I'm exhausted. And so it's, I think for people who are extremely self-aware, know themselves deeply are amazing listeners and communicators. It's draining to be around. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's very hard. This is something that you'll resonate with, too. There's so many different events and experiences or shows or openings, whatever it might be in Los Angeles. And we kind of feel like we have to go. Mm -hmm. And I had a hard time with that for a long time because I didn't want to go because I felt like I was not connecting with people there and didn't want to waste my time or put that energy out there and then i realized you know maybe there's a different way to look at it too i sometimes know that i should go just to show up and be present if this is a friend or a brand that has supported me Mm. just knowing that let me just show up and be present and show my support say hello have a glass of champagne. And if that's all I need to do, Uh, amazing. That's all I'm going to take from it. I'm not going to be there to try and network and meet all of these people because I already know, like I probably am not going to have those sort of conversations. So I'm not going to set my expectations there. If it happens, amazing. Like I would love that to be the case every time I went out, then I'm just meeting some deep, person and having this remarkable experience that's not the reality
0: right no I think setting your expectations I mean really I feel like the last couple of years for me it's the theme has been not having expectations for others like knowing that people can ultimately not really show up the way exactly the same way that I will And friendships, like, it's just when you have amazing friends who show up in the way that you do, it's like, I'm going to cherish this and never let this go. But ultimately, you can't have that for everyone or every experience.
1: Right. And, you know, again, like with the events or with, I always say, like, take the call, right? No matter what, take the call. Sometimes you don't have to go to every event, but just go and go with like a different, perspective, maybe you're going to learn something really interesting there about that specific brand. Maybe you're going to have some sort of inspired moment for your own self on like, if you're wanting to write something, if you're wanting to create something like, you know, be open in that way. And I think you'll start to see things very differently. And when you do, things also start to present themselves very differently.
0: I love that. Also momentum, like energy feeds off of energy. And I found, I mean, I'm in sales. So I'm probably, I probably would go to a lot of these events with a mindset that I had to have. And that mindset can be very exhausting. It's like, okay, I need to meet all these people. I want to start an awesome relationship. And it's not that I'm not being present or I don't generally want to meet them because I do. And I have Mm -hmm. that very unique quality about myself, but, you know, it can be exhausting. And I think it's important to know where you stand and how your energy is before you go and and making the decision. If I'm going to show up, am I presenting my best self? If you're not, maybe stay in and take the call. But I do agree with putting yourself in new environments, meeting new people. Whenever I leave and I'm in a good place, I come out feeling 200 times better, more energized, a different perspective, I met a new person who knows someone else, whether it's creating a new friendship or, you know, a different mindset. it's it's mm-hmm. worth it most of the time, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, Chelsea, sadly, we are at the conclusion of today. I know <laughs> God. but I would love to introduce you to syllabus steps. And really, this is a time for us to summarize what we've learned from your personal journey. Chelsea, do you mind sharing any resources, podcasts, books, activities that have really helped you to stay aligned with your purpose, vision, dreams, regardless of external factors like status or judgment or identity that may not fully be the truth? Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. There
1: are so many, so many different resources and books and podcasts that I love. And I think it is about also keeping them very well-rounded. I thought for a very long time that because I was in tech, then I have to only read tech outlets. I need to stay up to date with all of these things. And I found that actually kind of boring. And so all day at work, when I am talking about things for work, the last thing I wanna do is get in the car Make my commute home to Huntington Beach from <laughs> right and listen to something like that. So, my favorite podcast right now is called Too Niche. Ooh, I don't know if, if you've ever. I've heard, heard of- they essentially do hauls, and they will haul, Air one smoothies. They for an episode they will haul the Met Gala looks. But these women are so, so intelligent and funny and kind of, you know, kind of cheeky. And I just find it like absolutely hilarious. And it's kind of also my dose of what is happening in, in pop culture, which I enjoy staying up to date with. And the fact that they do a lot of things that are so LA is absolutely hilarious. So I love that podcast. Instagram to me is like my ultimate directory right? It is, it is my space to find what new restaurants are in town and then follow those restaurants and then see when those restaurants are having some sort of event. So again, like back to evolving my community, Mm -hmm. which is, which is fun. I follow this girl, love her so much. Kira Jackson. She is An influencer, but speaks a lot about investing and how to invest and what it means to invest and partnerships. She is so smart, she breaks it down in a way that is extremely digestible. And so love, love her account. Um all of the travel accounts. That so those are my resources. I'm really using Instagram for you know my resources into what is going on, staying super on top of everything along with my podcast along with you know vogue and w magazine and forbes and all of those things and my favorite book which actually aligns to so much of what we're talking about is called journey of a lifetime by bob igor he is the i think actually now he he came back as ceo of of walt disney companies oh he was the ceo for 15 years and such a fascinating person his book talks a lot about the struggles of being a CEO and what that has looked like throughout his career but the thing that has really stuck with me is he talked about how he has this team and the team would know everything going on with employees if someone's dog died if someone's mom passed away right and think about how many employees there are to the walt disney companies from the parks to the streaming service i mean everything right he would know and they would make a point to send a card send a note just any little thing to show like it doesn't matter at what his status was he still made a point to make sure people felt seen and heard in my head i'm like if If this man can do that at his level, like the ultimate CEO in the world, then what is stopping me from doing the
0: same? Wow. I literally just got the chills because I feel so deeply. I mean, that is really what's what creates culture and what keeps Mm -hmm. employees engaged and inspired in vision. Yeah, it's like recognition Gives them it's
1: on love. board. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so again, like, you know, regardless of this insane path that we are on to build, to create, to find success in our careers, I think it is extremely important to figure out what are the things in your life that keep you humble and keep you balanced and keep you happy. So your identity should not be your career or your success. It's a huge part of what is motivating you and challenging you and helping you grow. Yes, but that is not what defines you. What defines you at the end of the day is how you are treating people and how you are treating yourself and how you are experiencing and enjoying life.
0: Oh, my God, I'm literally going to cry. Like, I needed to hear that. Bear with me while I'm having mm-hmm. a
1: moment.
0: It's been like a crazy week. And yeah. I think that I like forget that I can just be, and I'm still beautiful and amazing in the way that I show up and make other people feel seen and heard is just enough. And Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm getting emotional.
1: No, I, it is emotional. It's emotional. And it is very difficult to step back sometimes. And you are that. You are such a ball of energy and love and light. Like that is how I see you in the in the very short time that we have gotten to know each other. Like I cannot tell you how many people I have talked to about you and just like this impact, beautiful light that I'm like, finally, someone who is just awesome and curious about other people it feels so good it feels so good and that is also another quote my favorite quote and i will like leave (laughs) you with that is a maya angelou quote and it says people will not remember what you did they won't remember what you said but they will always remember how you made them feel so your status all of that out the door, out the window. How you make someone feel is what they will remember forever. It is the most important thing.
0: I wish we could just put that information into like every single businessman, businesswoman, because that is what matters. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. being human is loving ourselves and others. It's love. It's so
1: simple and yet so difficult.
0: So hard. Why? Yeah, yeah. Chelsea, you kind of you kind of answered. I love how you beautifully just transitioned into the regardless. Obviously, (laughs) brilliant, brilliant creative artist and storyteller. But I would love to ask you this again. If you could kind of summarize this in a shorter, little snippet, but it's a fill in the blank. So, regardless of blank. I am, this
1: is so there's so many things I I can say, right, regardless of status and becoming an executive in a very fast paced environment, I am someone who prioritizes being wholesome first. Mm. I love that. Does that, does that make sense? sense. You know, I think that's really it at the core. You have to you have to prioritize being wholesome and genuine and authentic before you do anything Mm. regardless of you becoming an executive regardless of you becoming a mother regardless of you becoming an artist you have to be wholesome and authentic to yourself first or else you're going to lose your identity along the way
0: one million Chelsea, this has been medicine to my soul. (laughs) You are freaking awesome. Every single conversation that I have is like a mini therapy session because I'm, first of all, I'm learning so much and it's just a place for two people who have totally different life experiences to come together and for both of us to find the similarities. And it makes us feel less alone. Yeah. Everyone, not just my followers, but also me and my guest speaker, who's usually the expert, but we're all students. We're always learning. Yes. Always evolving.
1: Yes. 1000%. Thank you so much. This has been such a thrill and I love, love, love talking to you and about these things. And I think it is so good for our souls. And I just really appreciate you and thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to Regardless. I hope you've learned something from this month's soul conversation and will apply it to your very own syllabus. Join me next month for a new guest, a new tool, and a new perspective. If you found value in this podcast, please empower your tribe by sharing, leaving a comment, review, and or subscribe. Catch new episodes on the second and fourth week of every month on all major audio podcast platforms. For more information about my life and updates about the podcast, head to my Instagram at Skylar Sorkin and at regardlessthepod. Thank you for tuning into Regardless. Thank you for being vulnerable and talking about the uncomfortable. Now go kick some ass.